Good morning, Contrarians. It is Friday morning, October 1st, the first day of October, the first day of the fourth quarter, and stock futures are continuing where they left off yesterday, down this morning. The S&P 500, Dow Industrials, and NASDAQ are all off about a half of 1%. Bonds are being bought as stocks are sold, and this is dropping yields down by about 2%, two percentage points or more. And the 10-year is back down to 1.49%. Uh, those numbers as of 6.40 a.m., not sure if I mentioned the time. But it was a pretty tumultuous September, as I said. A whole bunch of moving parts here, none of which were taken particularly well by investors. A uh, whole bunch of issues going on. not going to recap all of them. But suffice it to say that when all was said and done, the S&P finished the month down almost 5%. And that broke a seven-month winning streak. The NASDAQ was even worse, down about 5.3%. And the Dow gave up about 4.3% in September. So the worst month of the year and uh, the worst since the height of the pandemic for the S&P. March 2020 was the last time the numbers were this bad in the S&P. And now this week is looking like it's shaping up to be the worst week since uh, in almost a year since last October. So that's where things stand this morning. And the question, of course, now is if October is going to be any better than September. And there will be a lot of talk here about how it's a volatile month. And maybe people will even point to the fact that the major crises have occurred in the month of October, if you go back to 1987 or 1929, for those of you who are old enough to remember that. And I don't think that's any of you because that was almost 100 years ago. But anyway, um, there are a couple of questions here that, that I think are a couple of, of, uh, of issues that are kind of uh, controlling the narrative here and which uh, are hopefully can be resolved one way or another or maybe investors will just stop worrying about them. But in no particular order, these are rising rates and less accommodative monetary policy, slowing growth economically, China and Evergrande, um, perhaps the biggest wild card, supply chain bottlenecks, inflation fears, which are of course tied to monetary policy, and natural gas prices now which have spiked up higher in, in recent weeks. Now, all of these that I mentioned are temporary, except for growth. And growth doesn't really appear to be slowing. The uh, signs in the U.S. are still pretty good. Uh, U.S. consumers are still out in force. There is still a lot of uh, money sloshing around the system. Uh, le lending rates are low, mortgage rates are very low, and one would think that this will l continue to have Americans buying stuff they don't need. And as we've said, that is very much the engine for global growth. Uh, the infrastructure bill, if and when it comes online, will add some, some you know, government, more government spending, a lot more to the whole picture. Um, that, that should help things. Uh, more on that in a minute, but the and uh employment which is a big one 
is also trending in the right direction. Um, and the unemployment figures in the U.S. are right around 5%, which is deemed full employment. And more importantly, everywhere you go, it looks like businesses are hiring workers and are unable to keep people employed because of competing offers. And you have the... Um, so and, and that's kind of hurt, actually hurt things a little bit because places aren't staffed up as much as they would like to deal with the demand. But that's a supply issue. It's not a demand issue. Demand is healthy. And that's the key thing to watch. So that leaves China. And we're not going to get anything out of China for the next week or so. And this is because of the mid-autumn festival, Golden Week, that starts today, started today. So mainland China and Hong Kong and Taiwan. Um, I wouldn't be expecting anything out of them for the next week. Uh, everything's just kind of put on hold. Um, and when I see everything, really everything, people are, are traveling to see their families. is a huge, huge movement of, of people during this week. Um, it's a, a complete nightmare travel in, in those areas at this time of year. Um, but the everything just kind of stops for a bit. So we have a week of, of reprieve in China. Anyway, today... We have the personal cons uh, consumption expenditures or PCE index reading. This is out at 8.30. And this is a key inflation metric, the key inflation metric watched by the Fed. And there's been a lot of noise about the Fed's inflation concerns lately. Um, you hear those sirens in the background? I don't even live in New York anymore, but they still have the sirens. Anyway, uh, pretty rare around here. But expectations are for a 0.6% month-over-month -month reading for August, which was above July's 0.3%. The core figure, which excludes, I guess, uh, I don't know what it, but whatever, but that, that um, petrol and things like that, is expected to clock in at 0.2%, uh, which was slightly below last month. The year-over-year -year core PCE is expected to be 3.5% for August. In July, it was 3.6%. And that was the highest level since 1991. So what was that, 30 years ago? Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. So a long time. And these are high numbers. And But the Fed has basically telegraphed that they will be adjusting their purchases of bonds, um, known as bond tapering. They will do that at the, supposedly at their next meeting in November. And where when interest rates rise is still an open question. Um, market seems to be pricing it in for to start late next year, but if the PC, if this PCE reading comes in hot, it will just increase the pressure on the Fed to do something sooner, and will cause um, people and investors and potentially markets to freak out a bit. So that's something to watch. Finally, finally, we have haggling in Washington D.C. Um, over the infrastructure bill. The major risk is off the table, at least for now. The government shutdown is that's resolved through December 3rd. I believe the funding has been uh, approved and signed into law by President Biden. And so there's not going to be a shutdown until at least December 3rd. I really hope we don't have to do this whole thing over again then. But the infrastructure bill now is still stuck in the House. House Democrats have uh, they dropped plans to vote on it last night, but they're apparently close. Supposedly it's not progressive enough for some members of the party. I don't know if this matters because I'm not sure if the Senate will approve something that's super progressive anyway. 
But that's all Washington, D.C. As you know, I don't pay very clo much close attention to it because I don't care because it bores me. Anyway, that's where we are this Friday. Happy Friday. Enjoy the weekend. I'm making this, this episode free for everybody, not just premium subscribers. And uh, so if you like to sign up for more um the the you know, check out the website contrarianpod.supercast.com um, com, and you can just reply to this email or email contrarianpod at gmail.com with your thoughts or questions and information to sign up is on the website so thanks for listening if you've stuck through this whole thing which i hope you have and I wish you a nice weekend and look forward to speaking to you all on Monday. Bye.